0: Today's noisy digital-first world is a challenging one for business owners. How do you get more people to know you, trust you, and to respect your brand? How do you stay front of mind with your target audience, as well as talked about in a positive way in the marketplace? The answer is public relations, but not as you know it. Get ready to unlock the potential of your business through the power of PR, content, and digital communications. Get ready to become your own PR machine. G'day, my name is Trevor Young and welcome to the Become Your Own PR Machine podcast. What it says on the tin is what is in the tin. We help you become your own PR machine. And if you're running your own business, I firmly believe that you're probably doing a lot of great PR stuff anyway. But I also firmly believe that this is something that you can learn and and imbue within your organization. So if you listen to this podcast we'll we'll be unpacking a lot of stuff over the journey, some really big picture stuff, some strategy, that side of things, plus obviously the tactical the tactical side of things, which we love as well. So, as I like to say, uh, pretty much from the outset of most episodes, hey, PR is more, there's more to PR than getting ink, getting your name in the paper, getting an interview on radio or, um, you know, getting quoted in a magazine. They're all great. That's all great stuff it's called earned media, but it is just one part of the PA PR pie. And it's getting to be a pretty damn big pie. You've got to ask your question, who are the people who matter most to the success of your business? And why should you, why should you ask that question? Well, pretty easy, really, because that's what PR is all about. It's about deepening the level of connection with the people who matter most to the success of your business or cause or issue, if that's your end game. And once you unpack that and start mapping out those audiences, then you're starting to think strategically. And also, why should I be deepening the level of connection with this target audience group? We've got, we cover that in previous episodes, but I just always want to highlight that and reinforce that because it's so so important if you have this holistic business bigger picture view of what PR is, you are going to be in much better shape. And think PR before marketing, PR and content and digital communications, and that's what we cover, and that's that's pretty big territory. That is something that builds the base for your marketing and sales effort. It paves the way It helps get more people to know you, like you we hear about, but I also prefer respect, know you, respect you and your brand keeping you top of mind uh, with your target audience, and also trusted and talked about in a positive way in the marketplace. So they are all forerunners to commercial success. All righty. Today, we're going to be unpacking today's today's PR kit, PR toolkit. Today, we are going to unpack what a modern-day PR toolkit is all about, and there's a fair bit in the toolkit, and so might not go in depth. Well, I probably won't. In fact, I definitely won't go in depth on all of the things, but I want to give you a really good spread, and these are all Tools that PR people use. These are all tools that you can use. They're tools that maybe you and probably are using a, a chunk of them. And and as I go back before, I think a lot of people who run their own business, who are entrepreneurial, progressive thinking, you know, passionate. I, I think that you're already if that's you. <laughs> you're already doing a lot of probably good PR stuff. You just aren't probably aren't doing it with purpose and direction and strategic intent. Uh, so having that strategic plan is the first thing. Otherwise, you'll get into the tactics straight away. So we are going to talk tactics. Having said that, we're going to talk tactics today. So today's PR toolkit. So I'm going to break it down because a lot of what PR is, as again, it's all about deepening the level of connection and and tra- credibility and trust with the people who matter most to the success of your business. And once you map out those people, let's say the clients, or potential clients, potential customers. There might be, uh, you might be launching in a new area. So it might be more of a, a geographic audience that you might want to spend more time on and over-index on communicating with. But communications is the big thing. And also who are the people that influence those audiences as well? How are you going to communicate with them? So if we look at communications, let's break it down into there's owned media, there's earned media, there's social media. And I put paid media in there as well, because there is a gray area where PR people do a little bit of paid, but uh, often that's the mark. That is the marketing domain, and that's where you know, in marketing, they want to you know push people through the funnel and get them closer to a sale and get that sale happening. But, you know, there's a lot more to marketing as we know about, you know, crafting the offers and what's the, the messaging that goes on behind those offers and the, the copywriting, etc. Whereas a lot of the content is actually more through a PR lens. A lot of people say, oh, we're doing, you know, we're marketers or, or we're doing content, but it's actually PR content because if it's designed to build credibility, thought leadership, carve out your reputation, position your brand, or all of that is is a PR uh, remit. Okay, so let's start with owned media because I really believe we should have build a base from owned media and social media. And then I've talked previously, previously about my marketing communications pyramid, and then we go earned media and then partner media, and then paid media, and then direct communications. But let's talk owned media today to start off with. And and what are we talking about? So I'm just going to blurb through all of these things. and And I am by no means saying that you must do all of it. You must do all of it because that will drive you crazy. In fact, you know, you won't have any time to run your business if you try and do everything. But it's good to see the big picture, see the landscape, understand what's going on in in the world, and then be able to cherry pick what you think is right for you and your business. Alrighty. So we're going to be looking at in owned media. Look, I I always think that if you've got a website and most people most businesses have. I hope it's doing the professional you justice, but it will have a a blog or a content hub attached. If you're not going to, there's so many times I look at people's blogs and I oh, these guys are really understand, they really look like they get it and stuff. And then you check them out on their website and their blog hasn't been updated for two years. And that sends a message. So unless you're going to update your blog, don't have a blog. But I look at a blog today more so, now people can do blog as I'm going to, I want to be a you know, our main content is going to be writing. Uh, we're going to do a newsletter, but if I'm doing a newsletter, I'll, I'll make them blog posts and also distribute them via a newsletter. And that's when your main modality is writing. For a lot of others, though, they might be doing a podcast such as this, or they might be doing some videos for YouTube, et cetera. And they can put all of that content as well on their blog. So think of your blog as a content hub. Now, if it's your main channel, your destination, in air quotes, show as it were, the place where you want to, you know, I always believe that businesses should have one main owned media channel to start with at least. Uh, If that's going to be your main channel, then, and you're going to be, you know, it's going to be blog articles. Absolutely. You might look at it in a different way, but for most of you i'm going to say look at it as a content hub and you can put all your content up there you can put your leader thought leadership content up there your utility based content up there you can put your more company news and more branded content i.e products and services etc any releases new product releases new people joining your company your firm new partnerships etc that can go on your blog the other one then we move through the different modalities uh, podcasts such as this audio on demand is 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 big and getting bigger. Most of us think audio demand on demand is a podcast, and it is and if you're going to do a podcast, it needs to be a show, you need to treat it as a as a, almost its own sub brand and you know a podcast can be very powerful when done. Well, over time consistently with purpose with a specific audience in mind. But if you didn't want to do the the grind of and it can be a grind of podcasting every week or every fortnight, if you're going to every month, people might fall off you or you might fall off the people's radar a little bit. They'll keep going back to check when you've got a new episode out and they might give up after two or three weeks. So I prefer this one's fortnightly i'm going to go to weekly with my other podcast reputation revolution that was weekly for a very 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 long time but you you know you might say oh i i want to do a, a monthly and that's all i've got time for that's fine too OK, so audio on demand, though, that's that could also be rather than do it through the podcast network through Apple and, and Spotify and and hosted on a podcasting hosting platform. Uh, I use transistor.fm. Then you might you can also do audio on demand, which means basically you can do audio such as SoundCloud. And SoundCloud is like YouTube for audio. So you can do your riffs, you can do your audio and you can upload it to SoundCloud and then you can take the player off SoundCloud and put it in your blog, for example. So there's different ways to use audio if we want to get creative about it. An email newsletter, uh, look, I I think email newsletters are fantastic. You know, if you can grow your audience, your opt-in subscriber list, that is, I think, an essential part of most businesses if people have opted in to receive information from you so much the better but again i'm from a pr background my everything i look at is a lens of pr so an, an email newsletter for for me really is email communications and email communications is again building that you know that trust and that credibility Uh, being relatable and accessible to, again, people who have bought into uh, your brand and your story. And so you don't want to be pitching them all the time uh, because that becomes email marketing when you've got carefully crafted Carefully crafted sales emails and marketing emails, and we've all signed up for something. And you know, we know that the, the the pitch is going to come, and sometimes it's brutal and it comes pretty damn hard. I'm not talking about email marketing. I'm talking about email communications, and that doesn't mean you can't have calls to action and and send people to a new product or if you've got a new download of you know a new ebook or a guide or a report or you know you've got an event coming up and you can't advertise it on your newsletter. That's probably you know five percent of of the content that you'll put on it. I'm talking more about an email newsletter and think of there's there's a number of terrific platforms or serv- email services to use now. There's, there's hundreds of them. <laughs> look, if you wanted to be more email marketing focused, then you know use a service such as ConvertKit or MailerLite. Otherwise, you know if you don't want to go to those sorts of email services, uh, you look at something like Substack or Beehive, and Beehive is V, and they are both very, very, very good, smart, modern, progressive email newsletter distribution services. They're really made for people who take newsletters very seriously, made by people who have done newsletters and very successfully as well. And so they know what they're doing and are certainly worth checking out. But you also you do get a web page of that and it almost becomes like a mini blog as well. So maybe you don't want to blog on your website, but maybe your email and blog combination is through something like Substack or Beehive. Check them out anyway and subscribe to a few and just get a feel for how people are building their audiences. Some of them building amazing audiences um, through their content. So, an email newsletter, I think, is if you own, you don't really own anything in this world, but let's just say you own the list, you own the content you put on that list, on that you distribute through that email list. I think that an email newsletter is a an essential PR. Tool today, then we get online video. Now I'm going to say a YouTube channel, and you can come back to it and say that's you. That's not an owned media channel. You don't own YouTube, and I get that. I get that, but you do own and control the videos you put on youtube so if something ever happened to youtube you've you've you could you know use another youtube uh, another video player on your website and you could you know take the blog functionality of your website and turn that into a tv channel highlighting you know all your featuring all your videos now you know you could use something like wistia for example w i s t i a wistia that's a very good video player. In fact, it's a lot better than uh, YouTube, but it is for embedding in your website. Uh, YouTube is the channel. So when I say YouTube channel or online video, I'm basically saying you create maybe a destination show on YouTube, but there's no reason why you can't also have that going through your content hub. And I might also put under, under online video live streaming because you know, once you've streamed live, then that video stays on the channel. Uh, uh, so if you do it through YouTube or you can upload it later and put it on YouTube, but you might live stream it on 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 LinkedIn and all of LinkedIn and Twitter and Facebook, et cetera, and you can do it to YouTube as well. But once you've got the video, you can upload it to, to uh, YouTube as well, which is great. So live streaming, if you're feeling quite adventurous, great great technology out there today to do that. And then we're looking at things like maybe a branded community. Branded community is quite important for us to look at. I think if we, you know, create a, a community, whether it's a, as simple as a Facebook group or you use a technology, uh, there's, there's a number of different platforms. Uh, Heartbeat is one, probably the most successful one out there. And it's a really top-notch platform is Circle, circle.so. If you are interested in setting up a branded community, then you might look at that. Now, look, it's it's hard to set up a branded community sorry, it's easy. You just go bang, bang, bang and you can do it. But it's hard to get it going to launch it. You know, it's gonna take a big commitment. And if you're trying to start a movement around an idea or a concept or, you know, your brand or your what your show, you might do a you know, a, a YouTube show or a podcast or an email, and you create a branded community around that, for example. But if you know, you've know got a big idea and you want to build a movement around it, or you know, you've got a cause or an issue that's passionate and that's part of your business, or you are a social entrepreneur, then sometimes a branded community can be a really great place to go. As I said, simple to do through, you can have a LinkedIn group, a private LinkedIn group, a private Facebook group. And I know a lot of people went off Facebook and went to the likes of Circle and 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 Heartbeat and Mighty Networks is another really good one as well. But it's funny in the last couple of weeks, I've I've seen three you know pretty out there entrepreneurs who are you know really good at building community, and they're they're dropping everything into Facebook uh, Facebook groups. So I don't know is that that a little a little indication that something's afoot and everyone's returning back to Facebook. I don't know. But a branded community, I call, it's great for, it's really part of a PR toolkit because, you know, if you've got a a branded community, obviously you're going to need to create content for it, have live events or have, you know, drop in videos, do Q&As, interview guests. There's so much you can do once you open that branded community door. And it is definitely a part of the PR toolkit, but it requires pretty big thinking, a lot of commitment. Don't go into it. Half-hearted because it, it really won't work. It, it will require work, but that's if it requires work and you do it well and you're passionate about it and people flock to you. They are your true fans. They are your biggest fans, and then you've got them on email as well. You know that that's that that's gold. You know they've they're really buying into you and your story and your message and your brand fantastic branded communities. And I also put events in this under-owned media because if you might do branded events, for example, so you might have a a quarterly breakfast where you invite your clients or potential clients and you do it around a theme and a a topic and you might have a guest speaker from internally uh, in your business or you might be the host as the business owner. And then you invite other guests and other experts and they are great ways. You know, I know we, you know, and maybe it's a Zoom today, you know, uh, that's still an event. So it's a a Zoom event or you could be doing a face-to-face physical event as well. But never underestimate the power of events. Again, communities and events and things like this, they're hard. They're hard to do and they're hard to, you know, get people there and to, you know, give them great value so they rave about you, etc., which means your competitors probably aren't doing it. So they also, the harder it is, the easier, sorry, the easier, the the more opportunity I think there is. And also under owned media, there's what I call premium signature content. And these are one off things like, you know, books, could be a big book, could be an ebook, book, could be a mini book, could be a magazine. I had a client and God bless it, me, um, I said, look, you know, everything ticks the box for you to create an annual magazine because you've got so much great content and when everyone's online sometimes posting something to someone uh, and they had a big database wow you know they, it just they just got so much good feedback from that and a good thing with the magazine is people hold it hold on to it again it's a bigger picture idea and it's going to cost you a bit more money because you've got to print it and deliver it but Hey, magazines don't don't ever dismiss the fact that you could create your own magazine, and you can also create mobile first magazines too. There's technology where you know people can read it on mobile, and that's where it's delivered, and that's again a very very powerful thing. A channel that a lot of people aren't using. Most people aren't using. Guides, white papers, uh, special reports, that sort of stuff, that all falls under owned media. So there's a fair bit to cover in owned media. And in a coming episode, very soon, I'm going to be dissecting owned media with a real guru in Australia. His name is Andreas Lopez Varela, and uh, keep keep an ear out for that one, because he is an absolute gun when it comes to owned media, and he has a PR background as well. And we're going to really get into some really nitty gritty stuff. Okay. Okay. Social media, look, I don't have to harp on that, but all social channels are in the PR toolkit today, whether it's LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, X, <laughs> you know, all the social channels are. And, you know, there's other weird and wonderful ones like Cora and uh, Reddit it might be depending on who you are and what you do as a business. Uh, there might be some a jam in you doing that. But let's look at the main ones. It's probably for you. If you're B2B, it's going to be LinkedIn. If your audience is, you know, pretty mainstream consumer, uh, could be, you know, certainly Facebook, Instagram, both. Monsters, of course. Uh, TikTok's growing quickly if you've got a younger audience, but I'm starting to see a lot of older people on that, and certainly a lot of professional services on TikTok building big audiences. You know, sometimes I hear some good stories that it's really doing well for their business. So, again, take it with a grain of salt, but what's right for you and your business, but be open to all ideas and, uh, you know, social media and the content you put out on it, et cetera. And there's two parts, two, two sides to the social media coin. One is the content you put on, and to a large degree, if it's not marketing and sales orientated, then it's going to be put through a BR lens where you want to, you know, demonstrate your bona fides, you want to connect with people, you want to deliver value over and above your products and services, and, you know, you want you want to be seen more than just uh, someone who's selling all the time, because we know that doesn't work on, on, um, on the social channels. Anywhere near like it may have used to in the early days until all um, the marketers and hustlers got on. Okay, so the content you put on is certainly under a pre meant for a large proportion of it, and then there's the participation of it, and the connecting with people, and the building of relationships. We call PR public relations, or I like to actually call it public relationships. But public relations, building relationships with the people who matter most to the success of your business, and a lot of the, you know, you can be doing that to people on on social media, but they might also be, you might be hyper targeted, and and you know, a lot of influencers etc are on linkedin and twitter and so maybe that's why you have to be on linkedin and twitter and connecting with the influencers as a different way to reach or a different strategy in terms of reaching and connecting with your audience so look at those two sides of the coin it's they they're, they're separate but they must integrate and one is you know you don't want to just be putting content out and not connecting and communicating and commenting on other people's stuff and and making those building those relationships online that is gold and we want gold for you as a as a business owner Alrighty, earned media this is this is a big part of what pr does as you're probably aware and for some people this is all they box it into and that's let's get some media <laughs> coverage. Alrighty. So your traditional media, like your newspapers, magazines, you know, they're now mostly online, but there's still a stack that are offline. Of course, there's community newspapers. Never forget the, the fact that there's always niche of anything. So, you know, your newspapers and, and magazines, print media that falls under that potentially for your business. There could be, you know, TV and radio, of course. You know, we if you're uh, got a big news story or you can insert yourself into a bigger issue or a, or a topic or a news item that's hit the press in a particular day uh, radio can talk back radio can be a, a terrific way to do that and you know in exceptional circumstances you might have a story that's right for tv and it's not just about being interviewed but you you'll need probably a bit of visual effect for something you might but you know, for most businesses, that's probably out of the ballgame. But it doesn't doesn't matter. You've got to. Ju- it's good to have these in the back of your mind. But when you're talking magazines too, now we've got vertical titles. So what's your industry? Are the vertical titles are they, you know, vertical blogs? When I say vertical blogs, you don't read them on an angle. <laughs> they are uh, they're they're blogs and and online publications that service. A particular industry or niche, and that might be relevant to you and your business, and because your audience might be there, and your clients and potential clients and customers might be there. The other thing with uh, those types of online publications, I call them hybrid media, because a lot of the times they they run professionally, but they run off the smell of an oily rag, and often it's an ex journalist or a media person running them, and they've you know they go up against the big, I guess, more traditional industry publication, and they. You know, they build their own audience and some of them have got a great audiences and are quite influential, but they haven't got a million and one staff writers and they still need to fill the virtual pages. So there are professional publications, but they, they often are in need of good content. And if you can establish, establish yourself with some hybrid media online outlets, that could be a real win for you and your brand and your business. And don't forget branded blogs, and 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 content hubs and magazines for example then you know it could be a a decent sized brand that is really putting their money into content marketing and their main their main project content project is a uh, or property is a, an online magazine or a an online blog or a publication whatever it is and you know they're a bit like a hybrid media they'll you know they'll run it professionally and well but they just won't have the internal writers necessarily for it so it's an opportunity then for you to to contribute and I've done that with a number of brands and they don't they're not necessarily big brands but they're brands that really understand content marketing and they put effort into their blog and sometimes these blogs and online publications run by companies and brands bigger than <laughs> or more influential than the industry publications themselves so Keep an eye out for hybrid media, great opportunities and branded media created by brands. Um, then we've got podcast interviews and guest blogging, being on other people's blogs and giving them an article that's relevant to their audience and and then pitching yourself as a, a podcast guest interview. And that is, I think, one of the greatest opportunities for entrepreneurs today and subject matter experts and knowledge leaders to get out there and uh, build their own, carve their own personal brand out in the marketplace. And I'll add in there public speaking, because public speaking is earned media. The stage is, is the media. And you've earned the right to be there to get up and talk now, whether it's a simple panel, uh, you're doing a quick riff at a community meetup or you're or you're keynoting at a, an industry event, or you've been invited to speak or present at an online summit, for example. Uh, they've been more very popular in the last uh, few years. Great opportunities being on someone's webinar or you know whether it's online or offline, you know public speaking is a terrific way again for business owners, entrepreneurs, knowledge leaders, subject matter experts to get out there and to start building an audience for their ideas and their thoughts and their um, their their wisdom and their expertise. And finally, we've got paid media. And I said at the start that this is a bit of a gray area. And it's a bit of a gray area as well, because I'm going to put a PR lens on it. And the times when I see people using paid media through uh, when they're using social advertising, for example, to amplify their podcast, uh, to amplify their content, their blog content, to promote their newsletter, to get more people to sign up. So I think that anything that amplifies and promotes your organic content or your show or whatever it is that you're creating, then that, that's, yeah, you know, there's a bit of a symbiotic uh, relationship there with PR. It doesn't mean marketing people can't get in and spend that money, on, but I'm just trying to, you know, find the ways where you know PR people. I know a lot of PR people today using paid media for ads on social media, but they do it even broader than amplification. I think that that's starting to go into the into the marketing realm, and I prefer to say, look, you've got a podcast or a newsletter, and if you want to get that content out there and get some eyeballs on it, then maybe some social advertising is the way to go. The other thing is event sponsorship. Now I know a lot of PR people are probably more involved in rather than the big sort of events the more niche the industry events and maybe you know taking a small sponsorship at a, a small event and that sort of stuff that's you know if you're partnering with someone and it's a quid pro quo well then that that's really an earned media play. But if you're spending some money with a local group or a professional association or something else within your industry and you're sponsoring a, a series of roundtable discussions, that to me is you're paying, you're putting your hand in your pocket and paying for that. So, but that's a very much often a PR exercise. And of course, once you put your hand in your pocket for an event, then it's all about how do you leverage that. And that's very much what PR does. And I, Part of my history is a we used to do a lot of sponsorship leverage for the major brands with with really really big events, and but we also would do partnerships and small events for smaller brands as well, very niche and very tactical, and so event sponsorship is certainly under the paid media remit. Look, I, I don't see you know a lot of what we've talked about is a lot more on the organic side but you know you might say look I want to do a podcast sponsorship and that might be a you know is that to promote your your podcast or your newsletter it might be to promote your business and doing advertorials as a PR person in the past if there was a trade magazine or a you know an industry vertical publication you know, and we had a really good story to tell and we couldn't get it up organically or in an earned media sense, then if we really had to do it, then sometimes we'd pay and it would be like an editorial. They'd just say advertorial on the top and that was to get that article up. But, you know, that's very rare today. But again, it's within the PR toolkit. and, And- You've got to be aware of all of these things because sometimes this is where the opportunity is. You know, you go to where what other people aren't doing, what your competitors aren't doing. And as long as you're consistent with your story and your message and your content, it all comes down to content first. That's when, you know, you've got a stack of opportunities that others do not see. But you again, you can't do everything. And it's a matter of understanding what you can do and then work out what are your goals? What's What's... What are your priorities and what's your, you know, your strategic roadmap look like? And sometimes these will be tactical opportunities, but a lot of the stuff, particularly the owned owned media, if you're going to make a decision down that, that's that's a bit more for the long haul. Social media as well. Earned media can be a bit more hit and run. but If you want to do it properly and strategically and sustainably over a period of time, then you need to think about that. And paid media in this aspect, uh, to me, is a little bit more of a support mechanism to these other content-driven vehicles. So I hope that gives you a bit of an understanding of some of the stuff that um, you can do as uh, when you put your PR hat on and and in, in coming episodes, of course, we'll delve into many, if not all of these elements in greater detail. But just wanted to give an overview in this episode. Hey, thank you for joining us here on the Become Your Own PR Machine podcast. If you want to join our newsletter, go to becomeyourownprmachine.com. And you'll go to be able to subscribe there. So uh, I look forward to continuing this conversation with you. Hit me up on LinkedIn. If we aren't connected there, I'm easy to find on LinkedIn. And if you're on Twitter, I'm at Trevor Young. So until the next episode, uh, cheers.